Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the Generally Speaking Lost Podcast. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And in this podcast, we're going to take, take a closer look at the season finale of Lost Season 2. That's right. Uh, in fact, this week's podcast is going to be part one of two. There was just so much information to process with this f- season finale that we decided to cover this episode in two podcasts rather than one. That's right. And so tonight, we will be talking about a few of the major events and points that we found in our second look at the episode and after doing some research online. But, as you will see, there may be a few other items that you thought we might cover that are not brought up in this show. We have handpicked the items that we are going to address this week, and we would like to give you, our audience, the chance to decide what points to discuss in our Part 2 podcast next weekend so be sure to call our listener line and share your insights on some of the other points right after listening to our show our listener line is area code 413-521-0958 before we get started i want to announce that this week's podcast is being sponsored by allstarfigures.com you know we told you about this new sponsor in our initial reaction podcast just a few days ago and as promised we have some more information about these little figurines That's right, and I'm going to read an article um, by McFarlane Toys uh, about these new figures. McFarlane Toys will soon give Lost legions of fans something new to obsess over. A series of Lost action figures is scheduled to be released late fall 2006 and is destined to populate office cubicles around the country. McFarlane Toys Lost Series 1 captures six fan-favorite characters from the series' first season. Jack, Kate, Locke, Hurley, Charlie, and Shannon. Each six-inch lost figure will have a detailed base and photographic backdrop, capturing an episode-specific moment in the character's story. In addition, each package will include a detailed prop reproduction central to the character's story, enabling fans to own a little piece of the show's mythology. For example, Kate's figure will be packaged with a reproduction of the toy airplane that plays so prominently into her backstory. More than just action figures, McFarlane's lost figures will once again raise the bar for fans and for the industry. We will also be releasing Lost Deluxe box sets, recreating key moments between multiple characters and small-scale dioramas. Replicating central locations such as the mysterious island and the infamous hatch. Absolutely. I, I'm so excited about these little things. In fact, they're was... really cool. And you go to the website, allstarfigures.com, mm-hmm. and you can see the one of Charlie. It's amazing. It is. It, it's amazing. It looks like you're looking at a photo. And in fact, uh, we're going to. I those... showed it to my mom the other day, and, and she thought it was a photo. She didn't believe me that yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's simply amazing. In fact, there's a picture of it as our album art for people who have okay. either iTunes or listening to this in their iTunes on their computer, or if they have a video iPod, it's, it's got that picture. Since I'm there. such a Charlie fan now, maybe I should listen on your iPod so I can look at Charlie the whole time I live. Hey, now you lay off my iPod. Okay. Buy me my own. I might. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, let's see here. There is an article also uh, in USA Today about these figurines, and one of the things that's cool is that uh, Malcolm David Kelly's is only going to be a four four inches maximum. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, he's he says I'm going to be an action figure. Uh, he's pretty excited about he it. He said he'll come with he'll come with um, Vincent. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do? Well, I don't know if they were joking around. They said that you know because it's only four inches, it might take less plastic, so they'll give you Vincent, so you don't feel gypped. So I don't know if they were joking about that or not. But anyway, one of the cool things is, and I'm just going to read you one line out of this USA Today article. Uh, and of course, I probably won't be able to find it really fast, but that's okay. Oh, here you go. Case in point. Okay, uh, this is what Damon Lindelof says. He says we're going to do our action figures in a slightly outside the box fashion. Case in point: the figures will speak sound bites that reflect their personalities and backstories. Press a button, and the bratty Shannon will say, "What's a four-letter word for I don't care?" And Hurley repeats his infamous line: "Stop! Wait!" The numbers are bad. Uh, so anyway, you can pre-order these at allstarfigures.com, and I can't wait till they come in because I realize I'm not an action figures kind of guy, and even as a kid, I was not into you know buying the action figures and everything. I always blew them up with little firecrackers. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. Off topic. Go ahead. Okay. How far off topic? Is well, that? I was gonna share. I was I got one of my parenting magazines in the mail today and i was flipping through it and it had father's day gifts in it uh-huh so you're, and there's a t-shirt for babies that say my dad's a geek my dad's a geek i like that how you're right that was a little off topic there <laughs> Sorry. Where, where were you going you didn't like action figures because you're a geek oh that's right <laughs> very good so anyway i see how nice tie-in that was a good tie-in thank you um anyway um I'm not a big into this, and I was talking with Angelo, the guy who's behind allstarfigures.com, and he says, you know, we realize that action figures are usually geared towards a younger crowd, but, you know, it's kind of funny that action figures are geared towards a younger crowd, but yet they're making them for loss, which is definitely not Not, geared towards a younger crowd. I think that fans will eat these up, because it's not just some plastic recreation that looks chintzy. This, I mean, like we said, you look at the photo, it looks like it. In fact, I, I've read in these articles where they actually went in and scanned. With, they, they have a special scanning process where they scanned the intricate details of each of the actors' faces. Right, that's what this USA Today article uh, says. Will you, po- you should post that article in our show notes. Oh, great. Just put more things on my to-do list. So You're welcome. <laughs> you do that to me all the time. I will. I'll do that. Um, well, that's enough. Well, because it talks about how long they spent with each Character, actor, actor, you know, to to make them more more lifelike. But the the one of Charlie on the website absolutely looks like a screen cap, not it does not an look action like, figure exactly. So. And and these things are coming out in the fall, and you can pre order them now. I think the price range is somewhere between fifteen and twenty dollars a piece. But allstarfigures.com will sell you the full set of six for $84, which is a bargain at $14 a piece. So mm-hmm. I, I know we're going to get a set of these because, I mean, we love the show. So very cool. We need to decorate our little studio down here so people don't think we're just playing around. Yeah. So now let's take a closer look at what took place on the island this week. That's a great idea.
set of keys, one pocket watch gold plated, one photograph. As soon as I saw that photograph, I knew immediately, without any doubt, with no hesitation, I immediately said it out loud. That's not the same photograph that we've seen in the hatch. That is not the same Desmond lady. It's a completely different woman with Desmond. And Stephanie, what did you say? Do you remember? Big deal. No, you didn't. What did I say? You said no. It's just newer. It it doesn't look as ragged because it was the original photo. And when I came back and I looked at it, I think that it's the same Desmond. It's the same background, but they photoshopped this new actress in. Absolutely. But but I but I called it during the episode. We saw that as like. Mm Because because we had well, so much hinging. If I could have TiVo'd it and went back and watched it again. Yeah, we would have been able to catch it. I would have caught it. But anyway, I've had so much emphasis put on this picture because my Thomas theory uh, that I, I talk so much about goes back to some of the things that... The, and I believe... Uh, and and, and Jay, and, uh, Jay from the Jay and Jack podcast and I were emailing back and forth. And I sit there and he says, you know what Handsome Jack would say? He says... They're out to get you. The producers of the show know that I was on the right track, and they completely changed the They're story. They're so going to debunk your theory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I was bummed. Anyway, there are screen captures available in our Lost forum, and it is absolutely clear, and I've done a side-by-side of the original Desmond uh, and girlfriend or lady photo, friend right. photo. Uh, side by side with the new photo that they showed us two or three times in this episode uh, to help reinforce, I guess, that this is the original. Now, there are a couple reasons why they might change this. Um, As far as, you know, is this a casting thing? Did they perhaps, you know, did they basically decide that they're using a different actress than what they had originally planned? And so they have a new actress playing Penelope. Maybe they never actually thought they were going to go anywhere with this actress. They just needed to stand in for a photo. Yeah, and and then, back then, not knowing that yeah. that this would become part of the storyline. Unless this has to do something with the storyline. I mean, the actual photoshopping. Perhaps Dharma took the photo and photoshopped in somebody else. Uh, other than that, I'm pretty upset with the producers of the show. Uh, on this point, and 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 he, I realize I realize they make some mistakes. I remember the uh, MRI that had right. the Hawaiian right. hospital name on it. I realized that in um, the last Echo flashback, it was three minutes. No, no, it was question mark. Question mark and question mark uh, in the 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 corner corner's office thank you welcome in the corner's office they show you know a different patient's chart from actually a hospital and and you know i realize they make you know they have the wrong date printed on an orange or something whatever the producers <laughs> joked about i mean i realize they make some mistakes but when you're gonna make such a big deal about something with zooming in on the photo in the beginning uh-huh if you're gonna make a big deal you yeah that's hard yeah. And and there's only one, there is only one person out there, and I, and I apologize to that person who said it in the forum, but uh, there's one person that did say this in our Generally Speaking Lost forum. They said perhaps what has happened is that there were two pictures taken that day. One was where 
uh, Desmond's, let's say, sister mm-hmm. took a picture of Desmond and Penelope, and then uh, then Penelope took the uh, picture or took the camera and took a picture of Desmond and his sister, who happens to be the Dharma Initiative adoption lady, <laughs> which would support my theory, and I like that. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, if if it's just where they've they've made a casting change. My 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 beef would be they should have just ditched the whole photo thing right. altogether right. and never answered that question. Perhaps that was just Desmond and his sister. They didn't have to bring the photo back in. I would have much rather them to never address the photo again than to change the or Photoshop a completely different actress into it. Yes, but the new Penelope has much better hair. <laughs> that that's that that has nothing to do with it. I'm still okay. All right, let's see what we got next here. One book, a mutual friend. Why don't you bring that inside? To avoid temptation, brother. I've read everything Mr. Charles Dickens has ever written. Every wonderful word, every book, except this one. I'm saving it, so it'll be the last thing I ever read before I die. <laughs> I just have to um. Something funny is that in our initial response, uh-huh. we talked about how long it took us to catch the title of this book. Because we were looking for the title. Because we were looking for the title, and he said the title. I know. That, that's hilarious. Anyway, I have a short description of the book, um, our mutual friend from Charles Dixon, Dickens, that comes from um, Amazon.com. Yes. Our mutual friend was the last novel Charles Dickens completed and is, arguably, his darkest and most complex. The basic plot is vintage Dickens, an inheritance up for grabs, a murder, a rocky romance or two, plenty of scald... (laughs) She hates this word. I didn't even know this word existed until Would you like me to say it for you? Absolutely. Okay. Plenty of skullduggery. Very good. And a host of unforgettable secondary characters. But in this final outing, the author's heroes are more flawed, his villains more sympathetic, and the story as a whole more harrowing and less sentimental. I'll tell you, I am not a big book reading person. I think I'm going to read this book. Are you really? I think so. Um, What is awesome is that what that describes is kind of lost. Mm -hmm. Because, in fact, they they talk about Bad Twin. The only thing I know about Bad Twin is that well I know a couple things about it because Eric has given us our lost experience report and but one of the first things I ever heard about Bad Twin was somebody it was had something to do with somebody who had a big inheritance. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we have that. Then we have uh his darkest and most complex. There is definitely some darker issues happening on this island. Uh it's very complex story. Uh and there has been murders. Uh, there has been a couple rocky romances or two. Uh, let's see here. A couple or two. That didn't make sense. But anyway, um, <laughs> there has certainly been some skullduggery on this island. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> and I'm sure people will email us and call us in and say, I can't believe you guys didn't look that up in Wikipedia or something. But anyway, uh, we didn't. And a host prepared of, the notes. Yeah, I did. And then a host of unforgettable <laughs> secondary characters. Now... I wonder if that's some kind of hint that... Like extras? Hmm, extras? <laughs> but no, they say unforgettable secondary. Right. And, and we all... I'm telling you, Arnst, unforgettable. Yes. Yes, and... Uh, um, and Charlie even mentioned him. Yes. In this episode, he, he, he told, he told um, 
Echo not to end up like Dr. Arnster. Dr. Arnster, yeah, he said. He was the professor. All right, but in this final outing, the author's heroes are more flawed. The heroes are more flawed. Now, who find that. And and the villains are more sympathetic. And, you know, this whole story in Lost, who are the good guys? Right. I mean, I wonder if next... You know how they took Charlie and made him a totally... A character you just hate. And then we turn around and we like him. And then they have uh, John who... I mean, they, they turn these people around... Uh, Shannon, you hated her, and then you love her, and they kill her. You know, but the, they have this ability to take us and make us think one thing about somebody, and then show us some things, reveal a few things, and then make us think completely different. I'm wondering if in season three, they will try to make us, or they will give some show show a few things that will help change our perception and show that the Dharma people really are the good people, and we start rooting for them. And we, I'm, I'm not saying this. It's Stephanie's over there shaking her head, which that's fine. But I'm just wondering. I, this is, it's a, it's just a thought that's going through right, my mind. Right. Are they going to try to do a role reversal and show us that although we've been believing that the Losties are pretty good, I mean, sure they had some flawed, path, flawed pasts. However, are they going to show us that they are e- indeed evil, and the the others are really good in trying to do something? That that makes us think, wow, we've really given them the the hard way to go. Mm, maybe, but then I'll be rooting for the bad guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that see, that's the, and and if they try to do that kind of plot twist or change, I'd really be interested because we never thought we'd root for Charlie. No, I you didn't. have to you have I to didn't. admit we. I could go back and pull out some things in our archives. I know some things that I've said. I We never I thought for a minute that we would like Charlie. And then all of a sudden he gets his first little kiss with Miss Clairol. I'm telling you. And you were excited. I, I called it. You called it and you were he excited. He walked out of the woods, ears ringing, can't hear a thing. And yep. I said, that's it. She loves him. Very good. Well, let's see here. We are going to go ahead and play our next clip. Why'd you come back? <laughs> Do you think I did it on purpose? I was sailing for two and a half weeks. They're in due west and making nine knots. I should have been in Fiji in less than a week. But the first piece of land I saw wasn't Fiji, was it? No. No, it was here, this, this island. And do you know why? Because this is it. This is all there is left. The first hour of uh, the season finale, in my mind kind of was as if they were trying to lead us to to believe that the rest of the world had been destroyed or that maybe they are not on earth that they had been transported to another time or space in dimension or something crazy like that as if we were watching an episode of the twilight zone and uh there were obviously the clip that i just played and the other one was somebody said somebody asked you know we're still pushing the button it's like you know it was between desmond and Locke. in lock and he says in the in locks it did the world's still here isn't it and and he says i don't know about that brother or something like that (laughs) i should have pulled that out but anyway there are two things that happened at the end or or i guess throughout the rest of the episode uh, that leads me to believe that this is not the case. And here is the first one right here. Do you know how to drive a boat? Yeah, I can drive a boat. Good. Then you're going to take this boat, 
and follow a compass bearing of 325. And if you do that exactly, you and your son will find rescue. Okay. So, not so Henry Gale tells Michael to take Walt in the boat and follow the compass bearing 325 exactly. And if they do this, they will find rescue. So this leads us to believe that the rest of the world is out there, and for some un- unexplained reason, this is the only way to get from the island. So is that, like, bearing 325 exactly is maybe, like, the only space where the magnetic pull isn't pulling? I would say that that's... Or it's, like, a secret combination. Or- <laughs> secret combination. Here, Here's my thinking, is that the electromagnetic pulse or whatever of this island is consistently messing with uh, your compass. And so no matter what, you might think you're going straight if you're following this compass. The fact is, is that you're always going around in a circle. Right. But they found out maybe some way that if you follow the bearing of 325 on the compass, that if you consistently follow that, then then that gets you out. But then... That be going straight. So I don't. I really don't know. But it. But what it does. What they do seem to indicate is that Walt and Michael can get to the rest of the world. But yet there was still another. I was waiting for the boat to explode. I was too. We. And we I have had to say, that. poor Desmond. Okay, and poor us. We've been watching this show faithfully every week since September, minus hiatus weeks. And it's only been two and a half weeks. I know. I mean, seriously. <laughs> two and a half weeks. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing ride. It is. Well, and and that makes me think. Someone on um on our forum had mentioned that they thought that Sun would be the next to die. Because they think this whole pregnancy thing is going to get messy. Mm-hmm. But at this rate, the show will end before she would ever be far enough along to deliver a baby well the thing is is could they could they speed up the show too though they could but it's not likely i don't think unless they do like a they you i wouldn't put anything a jump in time yeah that's what elias came back one time two years ahead that's what i'm talking about okay that's what i'm saying they'll they'll jump two store two because i mean they've they've gone back you know 13 days ago 40 days ago and so i mean they 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 have the ability to jump around with the times that, that makes sense. Okay. And and that would be cool because then they could bring Walt back in the future. Yeah. Show him taller. So anyway, uh, there is there was one other thing that leads us to believe that um, possibly... Right. This was cool. This is this really cool. cool. Let me like Let me just go ahead and play ahead. this. Hello. Miss Whitmore. Yes. It's us. I think we found it. I love, I love that. that sound. <laughs> I do too. At the very end, this is what we got. We've got two guys that are at some sort of remote computer monitoring station where they are obviously looking for an electromagnetic pulse anomaly to appear. Uh, and then they see this signal and then they call their employer, who is none other than Penelope Widmore, who has been who has looks like obviously who has hired them to find her man. Uh, it's it's obvious. Uh, to assume for me that she did not marry the man that she was going to marry uh, because... She told him she would wait. She At the stadium? Uh-huh. She said she would wait. 
Okay, but not only that, but we know that she did because it says she had, or it says here in my notes that I wrote down, <laughs> as, if, <laughs> as if everybody's looking at this. But anyway, it says right here that I wrote this afternoon. Did as soon as you hear the ringing on the phone, there's another f- copy of, of the, same photo. the same new photoshopped photo. Oh, stop! I know. But anyway, so that says that she is she is looking for her man, and what did she say? When Desmond, how'd you find me? She says, with money and determination, you can find anyone. That's right. And so, obviously... You know she has money. Mm-hmm. And obviously she has determination. Because he said he'd only be gone a year. Mm-hmm. And he's been gone three. Three years and two and a half weeks. <laughs> right. And um, and she's found him. Right. Or, or so we believe. So... Um, the fact that they ended this episode showing three characters who are not on the island, um, but in the world that it still exists outside of the island, proves that they're still on Earth and that the world has not been destroyed, which I always believe that they were still on Earth. Okay. Now, here's the... So... Th- I know, but here's, here's the thing, okay? And, and, and I kind of typed these notes up this afternoon, but here's a new thought that I had since I typed that up. Perhaps... Walt and Michael were never really going to make it off the island. Okay. So the boat has a, a remote timer or something, bomb it's or whatever. Gonna blow up. And it's going to blow up. So they would get out far enough and the boat blows up and, and nobody knows the better. Okay. And so therefore, if they were transported to some other time and space dimension, then it really wouldn't matter what bearing they ever chose because they'd never get anywhere because no, no other place really exists. Okay, because the island is all there is. Now, the second thing is, as we said, well, the second point that we just played is the fact that there are people in the outside world that has now seen the electromagnetic anomaly. However, it wasn't until after the fact that the key was turned, the sky turns this really white, bright light. uh, uh, it, It just, the sky gets really bright. And I wonder if at that moment in time, the island was not just then, at that time, transported back to Earth. And that's why... Maybe, but that wouldn't explain the guy saying that they missed it before. No, that... I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe The two guys it, out the, in they Antarctica, missed, they missed the anomaly the first time. And maybe that was the 60-some-odd days ago. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Well, when Locke forgot to do it. I mean, there there are a couple of yeah, different times there's... that they almost got transported back. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Hmm. So, anyway, that's just a little interesting theory. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see here. One of the things is uh, that I came up with, is, Liz- is Libby, uh, is her husband David uh, the same Dave that we uh, know that Hurley knows? Uh, did Dave die on the dock that Hurley collapsed? This would certainly be some way to explain why uh, both Libby and Hurley were in the institution at the same time. And why he would time. know her from somewhere. Well, he knew her from somewhere because of the institution. You think? Yes. He, he's recognized her from the institution. Well, that, he could recognize her from the party. Well, that could. Well, Maybe no, she, she wasn't at the party because she would have died on the dock with the rest of them. Not if she wasn't on the dock. Okay, that's true. But anyway, I or anyway the thing is is that the why was Libby in the institution? 
Well, because she was mentally upset about something. Why was Hurley in the institution? Because he stepped out onto a dock and 23 people were killed. Right. One of those 23 people could Could have have been been. Dave. Now, perhaps Hurley didn't know Dave, but saw Dave. And perhaps Dave was the last person that Hurley Hurley saw saw before he went into his his thing. And then all of a sudden, um, Libby gets depressed and distraught and gets put into the institution. Hurley gets upset and distraught and gets put into the institution. And he has this Dave is this apparition or figment of his imagination of the last person he saw that be, be, die or drown. Right. And so I wonder if we hmm. get some... Because they said that Libby will be back in future installments right. and that her story will continue to be told even though she's no longer on the island. So right. I think that's pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. And uh, my next point here is something we probably should have talked about before. But uh, someone on the fuselage is talking about how one of the guys at the end um, out in the what looks Remote. like Antarctica. Yep. Um, that one of the guys there looks just like um, Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cliff will post a screen cap in the show notes, and uh, it does look a lot like him with a, with a cap and a beard and glasses. Yeah, well, at least this shape. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't either, but it does look but, a lot like him. But some him. people are saying, you know, perhaps it's a clone mm-hmm. or a twin that was separated at birth and... Yeah. What have you. But I don't know. It Maybe is it's def- just a brother. Because we know that his Is it Christian, a brother from another mother? Christian got around. We already know that. Yeah, maybe. I got you. I'm trying to ignore that, Clifford. <laughs> I, I know. It was really cheesy. Are <laughs> you making those faces at me? And I was trying to pass right over that one. Yeah. I don't so go bl- ahead. What's next? Well, next, uh, we need to take just a moment and we need to give some props to Mike Duchuk. Okay. Okay. He... You, now, now the thing is, is oh wait! Before we do, I you know I already threw in the towel and I surrendered and I gave uh, Rem the Libby. Yes. Libby is another, but I'm wondering if Libby is another, and maybe not another like on the island other, but still part of Dharma because perhaps Libby was hired by Widmore who is connected to the Hanso Foundation, which obviously is the founding people of the Dharma Project, Libby was sent there and was... Obviously, it's Libby's boat. And perhaps Libby was hired by... It was working for Widmore to get Desmond onto that island. Anyway, that, that that's just a <laughs> little... Yeah, I know. But anyway, that that's whacked out, crazy crackpot theory kind of stuff. And, you know, when Rem got pretty excited when, when he found that Libby was a psych ward patient. And, uh, but but let me tell you, Mike Duchuk... Now, I, even, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I keep, like, holding this off. But Jay and Jack had the season <laughs> finale Mike contest. Mike, not getting it. Yeah. No, you'll get it. Uh, Jay and Jack podcast, uh, they did a contest of who is the most right. And okay. they have some prizes that were donated from, from some folks. And we don't have any of those prizes or anything like that. But, Mike, but if we did, we'd go. Mike, <laughs> if you were, you were the recipient of the award of the contest of the most correct uh, theory on what happened to the plane uh, and why it was brought down. And I am going to play uh, an episode from back in, I believe it was de- December 24th that this was played. So let me go ahead and play it for us. 
Mike D. wrote, Has anyone seen the movie Ocean's Eleven, the new version with George Clooney? <clears throat> In it, they use a device called a pinch. For those of you who haven't seen it or don't remember, a pinch is an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Everyone keeps talking about the whirling sound and relating it to the blast doors closing. I have another theory. I seem to remember that in the scene where Basher activates the the pinch, the machine starts to whirl up and then abruptly stops. Then it sends out the pulse that knocks out half of Las Vegas. Sadly, I can't find my copy right now, but I'm going to verify this as soon as possible. I'm wondering if the same thing happened on the island. We will see in the next episode some ramifications of that. Here is some dialogue from Season 2, Episode 2, Adrift, after Desmond catches John in a lie about not being him. Okay, Locke. We didn't come here to hurt you, Desmond. Yeah, then why did you come? Kate, we were in a plane crash. Desmond. Were you now? And when was that? 44 days ago. 44 days? Then there's about a 10 second pause where Desmond looks puzzled. Is it possible that 44 days ago Desmond did not press the buttons in time, and entering them in as Locke did in the nick of time, and the crash was a result of a small EMP blast? This whole line of thinking leads me to other questions, like was, Des was Desmond pressing the button to help keep people off the island? In fact, making the crash an accident rather than getting them there on purpose. It's an interesting theory. Well, Mike, I tell you, I, I read that uh, comment, and I really liked that, how you pulled out the you know the fact that there was the 10-second pause about the 44 days and, and how perhaps maybe 44 days ago he did uh, almost completely you know have an incident such as the whirring noise and stuff like that. Maybe he's a, he had gone for the last 44 days thinking that, that oh, okay, everything must be fine because nothing serious has happened. And then all of a sudden, when he hears that 44 days ago, uh, there was the plane crash that, oh my gosh, what did I do? And now he, not only that, now he is certain that something's going to happen because of what she said. And that's why he's so eager to get out of the, the hatch. But, he's still out there on the island somewhere. Are yes. we ever going to see Desmond again? Because it, it was a confused look. It wasn't really like a, oh crap, look. Yeah. So... <laughs> Because I'm thinking that if I thought, if I'm putting that in, 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 in my head, I'm not going to think, hmm. Now, I'm thinking, oh, crap, that was 44 days ago when I messed that up and I caused the people to crash here. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I, did, I, I haven't gone back and looked at that. I haven't either. I'm just going by what he said. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing, Mike, is that, you know, that kind of goes against my whole theory that, that, uh, that I'm personally holding on to right now for the moment that Desmond is a part of the others or the Dharma project so anyway uh, but it's it's a it's very it's an well ex, thought out it's, it's a thought very well out. thought out uh and and that's exactly how fanatical we need to be when we're actually watching this show and, and stuff so <laughs> watch it frame by frame you'll catch something <laughs> i love isn't that great uh, tivo it and watch it frame by frame you'll pick things up you'll pick <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> well there you have it well sweet you and rachel both knocked down his theory and i was the only one who didn't Yes, and in fact, and he was right. Mike Duchuk has Good won job, the award Mike. for being uh, the most accurate description, down to the detail of Desmond. Like pausing. almost 
has a hold of future scripts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, Mike, like, is there something we don't know there, buddy? But anyway, uh, for confirmation of what Mike has said, let's just go ahead and play this little clip right here. What are you doing? Why did you come here? What? The island. When did you come here? How long ago? 60, 65 days. What was the date? What was the date? September 22nd. It was September 22nd. I think I crashed your plane. That's awesome. And, and of course, there are some folks out there in forum land saying, I just don't believe, I still don't believe that he, that that caused the plane to crash. And I'm well, like. Well, they said they would tell you and, and they, they told showed, you. They told and us. And the thing is, it's that they'd have to be believe, lying. Right. They'd have, so. you have to believe that they're lying. And so, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, there is so much more in the season finale to discuss. I, my head was spinning when, when the show went off on Wednesday. And uh, so we haven't really touched on e- e- even a, a minute part. So as we said, we're going to revisit this next week. And uh, we want you to be involved with part two of the Closer Look um, at Live Together, Die Alone. Uh, you know, the thing is, is there are a lot of questions to ask. And we want to encourage you guys to, to ask some questions. For example, here are some things that, you know, perhaps as we view this uh, season finale again over the next couple days... Uh, when we come back to record next week, here are some of the questions that we have. Uh, for example, um, what is the significance of Kelvin being the CIA uh, liaison who trained Saeed how to torture people in the last Saeed flashback? Why is Kelvin painting without the black light on? You know, what's up with the Hurley bird? <laughs> Did he really say Hurley's name? And what's the what's the story with that? Who wrote in all those journals, and why are the tubes laying out in the middle of nowhere? You know, and what's going on, uh, what's going to happen with Kate, Jack, and Sawyer, and why do the others need just these three? Why would they let Michael and Walt go? And thinking about Walt and Michael, I mean, hello, the first thing, I mean, you know, Walt sees his dad, you know, last week. Walt sees his dad. What's the first question? Is Vincent okay? Yes. So why is he not asking about Vincent now? Exactly. He's like, hey, yeah, Dad, let's just go. And has, uh, you know, why didn't he ask for Vincent? Anyway, um, so, yeah, we have lots of questions. Absolutely. These are only a few of the questions we still have left to think about regarding the finale of Lost Season 2. Be sure to call in your own questions and insights to our Generally Speaking listener line at area code 413-521-0958. Yes, and um, next week was scheduled to be the very first episode of Generally Speaking's um, summer review of season one and two. And as I got pushed back a week so that we can do two weeks devoted to the finale. Absolutely, and and also to give us some time to gear up for that. And so, uh, do you're not geared up for that yet. We'll talk a little... Yeah, I'm not. Uh, But anyway, we will be. And so we'll tell you a little bit more about the season review, summer review of season one and two (laughs) next week. And and hopefully I'll be able to start saying it by then uh, because we'll probably be saying it a lot. Uh, Let's see here. Next up we have our 
lost experience report from Eric, and then immediately following that, we will have Kim's three subtle points, and then we'll go directly into our listener feedback. This is Eric Fisher. And I'm Cody. With Persephone posting another message at persephone.thehanselfoundation.org, lost conspiracy spies, or at least that's what DJ Dan would call them, have started investigating. This time, she has posted the number two. And since she was talking about mouse holes the other day, our fellow lost fans decided to try hole2.thehanselfoundation.org. Once here, a very eerie and mysterious silhouette-type sketch comes up. There is speculation out there that this may be in fact Dr. Marvin Candle, but others don't think so. Who could it be? A new character? What do you think it means? Hopefully Persephone will give us more information on this very mysterious picture. This week after the season finale of Lost, Jimmy Kimmel interviewed Hugh McIntyre from the Hanso Foundation. This is what he had to say. What does the Hanso Foundation, the Hanso Foundation, do? What is your What is your role? What, what Well, we have six major projects in uh, around the world. Uh, the The center of that is the WWPDP, which is the Worldwide Wellness Prevention and Development Project. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is a non-governmental project, just like many that, uh, that is involved in. Um, Projects in third world countries, I see. working with both governmental organizations and also uh, private entities. What about the Dharma Initiative? This is something yeah. that we hear about on Lost. Yeah. And uh, what is your involvement with the Dharma Initiative? Well, the Dharma Initiative was canceled in 1987. We can't. We cut off its funding. We really? that project. Yeah. So you are not involved in it? No. It, well, well, it was a real project, but for some reason. As I said before, the writers of Lost have decided to attach themselves and create us as part of the mythology. It's it's just not true. What was the way they're the way they're coloring the project? What was the project? What was the Dharma issue? Well, frankly, because of proprietary interest with the technology, I can't talk about that specifically. What, what is Dharma? Do you, what, is that a person's name? Is it like Dharma and Greg? Dharma? If you're going to follow along on your computer with this next news piece, I advise you that you pay very close attention to each step, as there are many steps to this. If you go to www.thehansafoundation.org forward slash feed forward slash thehansafoundation.xml, it comes to a page that says the Hansa Foundation and it gives you the site, and it also says the board of directors has been updated. So by seeing this, we know that something has been added to the board of directors page. By checking out the source code, you'll find something very interesting. On the page, if you go to the section where names such as Liddy Wales, Dick Cheever, etc. are listed, you will find two names that don't look familiar. They are Bill Flood and Sam Hicks. Next, if you go to the Hansel site, you will find a new link at the bottom of the page next to the RSS feed button and the login. The new career link will take you to the following page, www.thehanselcareers.com. You may also remember this link from the Hansel Foundation commercial played during the Lost season finale. Upon close examinations of the job descriptions, you'll notice that certain letters are printed in gray. Work out these letters and you'll come up with the anagram Inmate Asylum. 
Now, I'm going to make this very brief, but the next step is very important. There is a secret link hidden at the bottom of the job descriptions. You must click that and be taken to the Hansa Foundation website once at the Hansa site. Click on the Board of Directors section, and then you can either click on the Vanderfield and or Peck pages. Enter the password, and a page will open up with another classic Persephone hack. Read everything she has to say, and click everything you can. Basically, she's trying to tell us that there's more corruption with the Hansel Foundation, especially dealing with Vanderfield, Peck, and Thompson. And while we're at it, there's a whole slew of new things over at subliminal.com, the Sprite-affiliated site with the lost experience. In other news, DJ Dan, the Conspiracy Theory Podcast, released another podcast this week. Check that out at djdan.am. Hi, this is Kim, coming to you with some subtle points from Season 2's finale, Live Together, Die Alone. Now, normally I would come to you guys with three subtle points from an episode, but I can't just pick three. I'm just going to go ahead and wing it, and we'll see where we go from there. Desmond was asked by Jack why he came back to the island. He said he should have been in Fiji in less than a week at his speed and heading. Now, I would venture to say that with that information, we should now assume that Desmond has at least some idea of where they are on the globe. Desmond wasn't the first one to state a location. In Season 1, Episode 9, called Solitary, Danielle Russo is quoted as stating their location before they crashed. Our vessel was three days out of Tahiti when our instruments malfunctioned. It was night. A storm. The sounds. The ship slammed into the rocks, ran aground, the hull breached beyond repair, so we made camp and dug out this temporary shelter. Just before the Fantastic Five are captured by the others, Jack screams for everybody to run. We then hear something we haven't heard in quite a while. The whispers. The one thing I was able to catch numerous times was the word Elizabeth. Elizabeth is the name of Desmond's boat that was given to him by Libby, whom the boat was named after. Why, when they're getting captured, did we hear this name? When Echo went to go check on the power switch, he looked down at the floor and he saw something. It might have been a broken fuse. Now there was powder that had come out of it and it had a light green tinge to it. Desmond goes beneath the floor of the hatch to find out what Mr. Inman is doing. When he gets down there, he finds Mr. Inman drunk as a skunk and singing. He asks him, what was this incident? What was the incident? Electromagnetism. Geologically unique. The incident? <laughs> there was a leak. So now the charge builds up, and every time we push the button, it discharges it. Before it gets too big. Now he said before it gets too big. What exactly does he mean by it? In this episode, we get to see the complete hieroglyphics on the countdown timer. As previously speculated, the missing symbol is the spiral glyph. Together, these glyphs spell out a word with the causative meaning of death. Now, as a final aside, I'd like to lend a little speculation as to why Faux Henry let Michael and Walt go. They were told to follow the heading 325 and they would find rescue. Didn't Faux Henry say they were lucky to have Walt join them? So maybe Dharma will pick them up rescue them and do their own testings on both Michael and Walt in a better equipped laboratory. This has been Kim with your subtle points from the episode Live Together, Die Alone. And on that note, I'll see my cell phone.
DeVale. DeVale is here! Ooh. Hi, this is Jamie calling from Massachusetts, and I just listened to your initial reactions podcast. Just wanted to give my two cents. Uh, I didn't hear you mention that Kelvin um, was actually the American uh, Army soldier who trained Saeed to torture. Uh, he even mentioned being in the military before joining the Dharma Initiative. And I guess the uh, other questions are, what the heck happened to the Swan Hatch, and are Locke and Echo even still alive? Um, I hope they both are, because it seems like they still have a huge story to be told for the two of them, and uh, Desmond as well, um, as well as you know where Jack and Kate being taken. I, I agree with Stephanie. I, I had a hard time sleeping because there was so much information to take in, and um, I guess we have more than enough time to do that. Uh, and, of course, we've got the lost experience to keep us busy, and I'm looking forward to your review of Seasons 1 and 2 uh, over the summer. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, Desmond's connection to Saeed and uh, see what you guys thought about uh, the fate of Lock Echo and some of our other characters. Uh, keep it up. Great work on the podcast, and uh, namaste. Jamie, thank you very much for that call. And no, we did not mention uh, the Kelvin thing. And in, in fact, it wasn't until afterwards that I kind of picked it up on a second review and and through reading some posts. Uh, so that did not immediately jump out with to me. And it, I, I think the only thing I can say is that man, it, I just got bombarded with so much information. Um, as to your question of what you, we think, you know, about the other items there. Um, those questions are all good questions and probably will go into part two of this uh, well absolutely look. I think we'll have to touch on Locke and, and Echo and Desmond and are they still alive absolutely I think that I think the hatch can protect itself yeah I, I, I the the lid coming off you know that kind of begs the question you know how if that thing flew that high up in the air and then lands, you know, what happened to the rest of the hatch? But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are some good questions, and I'm sure that that's something we're going to have to come and, and, and revisit next week. And if we forget to revisit next week, you can write us all kinds of nasty email. But I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Jamie, that, that that will be on our list of things to discuss. Next up, we have Jeff, who is also known as X-Force 11, and not only is he a generally speaking lost podcast listener, but Jeff also listens to our other two podcasts, uh, uh, generally speaking about the church, and he also listens to My Crazy Life, and he actually said that uh, the Kim's email uh, podcast was the best co- podcast that has we have ever produced, and if you guys are interested uh, in look, learning a little bit more about us and, and um, outside of Lost... We do have two other podcasts, and I just mentioned them just now. And you can find all of our podcasts at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Jeff, let's see what you have to say. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Jeff, also known as X-Force 11 on the forums. Uh, Just wanted to put in two cents about Libby. Uh, My thoughts are that after she lost her husband, David... um, she got real depressed, went into the mental institution and recovered and then got back out. And I think that's probably the point that uh, she meets up with Desmond and gives uh, him the, the keys and basically to the boat. Um, that's my two cents and uh, look forward to hearing your breakdown on this episode. Bye. Okay. Did he just say 
that she meets up with Desmond after she gets out? Yes. Okay, because I think it was before. Why is that? Um, in my mind, okay, I from the way she talked about her husband, um, it felt like he hadn't been he hadn't been gone that long. Okay. I just got that feeling. There there was so there was still fresh emotion in her in her face. You think so? I think so. Um and she gave her hus- one of her husband's prized possessions to Desmond. Mm-hmm. And it never came back. Right. And that couldn't make you kind of go a little crazy. Yeah. But that's just my... I, I mean, I don't come up with theories very often. That's just one of my little... Okay. I, I completely think that that's an interesting viewpoint to look at it. And and I think I'm more on, on the side of Jeff on this one. That's right. And the reason... I, and, and if we're thinking of theories... Because I'm so far away from your Thomas theory that... You know, I know. That's fine. But anyway, um, I, my theory is that Libby goes in immediately after her husband's killed on the on the dock that Hurley crashed, <laughs> uh, building upon that. And then we go to she gets she becomes despondent, goes into the mental institution. She gets hooked up with Doctor Marvin Candle, and uh, they help her out. And she, you know, her husband Dave was in some way connected to. The David. Widmore David Dave, uh, anyway, connected <laughs> to the Widmores somehow, and and uh, Mister Widmore uh, hired Libby after she got out of the institution to go and meet with Desmond and offer this boat because he knew she he was going to try to get this race and no okay I think I I'm just figured out it. why I've had a headache for a week <laughs> moving right along I cannot follow all of these theories and because I've been on the phone I'm. I've had a headache for a week because I need to go to the doctor. That that has nothing to do with anything. But I'm, I'm you're listening. I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, I really cannot follow all that you're. Yeah. See, these theories are just too in depth for me to follow. All. There are all oh, you think mine. Are, I know mine are. Oh, light. I've seen some of the other. I'm ones. like theories introduction to theories, basic theory one hundred and one for dummies. Theories for dummies. <laughs> I mean, have, there are some. There are some. <laughs> I'll tell you the the best podcast. If you're into some d- deep, heavy theories, you have to listen to John Keeler's and Brian Linder's uh, Lost Casts. That's plural, and they have a podcast. They really go deep into some theories, and I tell you, I get lost. See, I told Cliff Wednesday night. I think I just need to go back to being a casual viewer. You still can't come do down that. here. Still come down here and talk about what I saw. But I think knowing all these. Th- theories and things going in is really effect- I mean obviously affecting the way you view the I show I view the show and enjoy it. Yeah, and and or I, lack thereof sometimes yeah. with my ho hum review shh, of shh, <laughs> Don't do that. Two for the road, you know? I I think that that all of this extra information is affecting the way I view. Well, it see it and, and 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 it's because you're it, I don't think it's I don't think it's that you're a casual viewer because I think you enjoyed the talk. No, I said I need to go back to being no, a casual I, I, viewer. I, but I'm, I, I don't think that you would enjoy the show as much if no, you were just I a wouldn't. casual viewer. Because there are some things, it, the the reveals that we sometimes talk about that most people normally wouldn't catch if they were just a casual viewer. It, it's it. The thing is, is you're more of the relational type person and we're and i'm more of the conspiracy theory type of person right and so well, i remember i was thinking about this the other day this is so far it had been so far off my mind um 
when they started showing previews for this, like back for season one, they were just showing the previews, new, you know, new series, Lost, all these uh-huh. things. I'm like, I would never watch that. Well, and I said I had never watched it because I thought it was well, be and you didn't until the end. That's you right. didn't until the end. But um, something obviously in the in the trailers sparked my interest, and I did watch, and then I was hooked. But um, I, I, sorry, um, my brain scrambled <laughs> right now. No problem. It's so just... let's just move on to Michelle. Michelle, okay. Michelle gave us a Michelle. call. Hi, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Michelle from Texas. I want to call in about last night's episode, the season finale. I thought it was a great, great episode. I called last week saying that I thought the episode before that was not one of my favorites. It was a good episode, but now I see why it kind of led into this uh, episode, the season finale. really enjoyed how they gave us a nice balance of a few answers, more questions, and lots more clues. So I think it's going to be a great time dissecting the whole episode, and I look forward to hearing your discussion about all the different things that happened last night. So thanks for all your hard work on the podcast. I I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Michelle, thank you very much for calling in. And yes, we totally agree with you. I think most, all, almost all fans agree that this was probably a very excellent ep- episode, and it gives us a lot it to. It, it gives us a lot of reveals in there that we can go back and review and see how what they showed us here has all been leading, has all been led up to through season one and season two. Um, and also it gives us enough new questions going into season three. Yeah, there's, because they ended, they ended the season with so many more questions. hmm You know, I mean, they did, an- they answered a lot, but they have definitely left the cliffhangers there. Yes, absolutely. You know, for season three to be just as addictive as, as the season was. Um, so, yeah. Well, we have one more Excited. call that we got here, and this is from Sarah, and she's from Spain. And I believe this is our first call from Spain. Very cool. So, uh, Sarah, take it away. Hello, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Sarah calling from Spain. Just wanted to give some comments about the amazing season finale this week. Basically, I thought it was awesome, from Jack Kate and Sawyer writhing around in electric paralysis to knives and forks and washing machines flying around in the hatch. Um, I had a question for you guys, though, if I may. My religious knowledge is definitely somewhat limited, so I was hoping to tap into your expertise. When Desmond turned the key and the sky turned that eerie white, it looks as if the sky literally opened up. Now, I could be totally wrong here, but I vaguely remember a quote from the Bible saying something to the effect of, the heavens opened up and then something happening. That saw the sky was just so clearly reminiscent of that to me, and I was hoping you could provide me with some clarification to see if it's relevant at all. All right, thanks for the great podcast, and thank you in advance for filling my lost void this summer. Oh, and by the way, your children are so beautiful. Really enjoyed seeing them on the video podcast. All right, bye. Sarah, thank you very much. At the very beginning of your uh, call, (laughs) I was sitting here thinking to myself, Oh gosh, what was it? I, now I've totally messed up. Um, it was some. I don't know what you were thinking. I know it was forks, me. knives, and washing machines. Oh my! Forks, <laughs> knives, and washing machines. Oh my! As <laughs> they're flying through. The- I'm just wondering why. Okay, every time you we play a listener uh-huh. call, you talk directly afterwards. That's just the way we do it. But you point at me every time, like. 
Oh, did I? Yeah, it, like, every, well, no, they don't like, even see every, what you, you don't see your gestures. Well, there, I know they don't. I know they don't. Um, just I don't. He kind of like turns so arm around and points right at me. Like it's like, t- and you're on exactly. Like and we're back, and I'm not talking. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was totally off topic. That's. Uh, I have to be off topic because you give me this script to read, and then I mean it. Literally, this is what the script says, and I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. <laughs> That's just like, in case I you forget. I'm not gonna forget. It, oh, anyway, back to Sarah's call. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Sarah wanted to know about some biblical references yes, of the, the sky, sky opening. opening up. And I, it just took me a few moments uh, at BibleGateway.com to pull up just three to give you an example. Uh, the first one here is from Ezekiel, the, the book of Ezekiel, and it is chapter 1, verse 1, and it says, In the thirteenth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, now they're not lost numbers, but still they're numbers there, um, <laughs> while I was among the exiles by the Kibar River, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Now, that is interesting because sometimes uh, in other places of scripture, it's talked about, you know, there's great light or, mm-hmm. you know, just this overflowing of light that's mm-hmm. just blinding. In fact, uh, the Apostle Paul was blinded. Uh, but anyway, so the heavens were opened up and they saw in, in Ezekiel saw visions of God. So right. there was, there's one episode of the heavens opening up. The next one is from Revelations uh, chapter 8. I'm sorry, chapter 11, verses 18 through 20. And actually, I am only going to read verse 19 through 20. And it says, Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the Ark of the Covenant. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, pearls of thunder. Or no, never mind. That's peals of thunder. Darn. Okay. And an earthquake and a great hailstorm. I tell you. Wow, there you go. There's my great theology. I don't think no matter how hard you try, the, 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 the scripture is going to tie in. I know. To lost. To lost. Well, the thing is, is they have written some things in the lost they from have. the scripture. They have. In fact, 23rd Psalm, my biggest beef with them was the fact that they misquoted, misquoted the scripture in Matthew... Uh, where Jesus is baptized and what they said the the symbol of the dove stood for. I recall that they said that, uh, Mr. Echo said, and the dove came down from the sky, and this was a symbol that John, John the Baptist had just cleansed this man of his sin and and uh, set him free. And, and that is not true. And in fact, here is the other uh, thing. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went where? up. I'm sorry, where is this? Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 3, verses uh, 16 and 17. Okay. It says, um, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And so there you go, Sarah. That's three uh, different scriptures all from different portions of the Bible, Old and New Testament, of the heavens opening up, and all three of them indicate possibly some flooding light. of light. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I, I believe it had more to do with some kind of transportation device. 
You know, like they were they were warp speed ahead, Scotty. Yes, indeed. I know. That's the science fiction in me. I'm gonna get that shirt for our kids. Which one? My dad's a geek. Okay, you can do that. All right. <laughs> uh, we have one last listener comment, and this one is not a voicemail. This is it's an, an email. email. And Stephanie, do you want to read that? Oh, am I reading that? Yeah, if okay. you don't mind. I didn't proofread this one. I know. So if she so stutters, I'm at Cliff's mercy here. Okay. <laughs> hey, what an episode! Oh wait, it's from Matt Congrave, by the way. Or, oh. Sorry, Matt, Matt. the the guitar man. There you go. Okay. So actually, I'm at Matt's mercy. Yes, you are. Okay. Hey, what an episode. You must be receiving so much feedback. Since I can guess all other things have already been spotted by your listeners, I will add one small thing I spotted that isn't anything great, but at the end, but at the end scene in Antarctica, I presume... That's where I got that from. <laughs> yeah. I read this earlier. Okay. When the I thought you said you didn't proofread this. I didn't proofread. No, I gazed You it. just gazed. Okay. I didn't proofread G- it. Glanced okay. over. I oh, gotcha. Okay. Where were one, thi- one small thing um, I spotted that isn't anything great, but at the end scene in Antarctica, I presume, when the computer flashes saying electromagnetic, there is a number above that reads 7418880. Well, if you grab your calculator and do the sum, 4 times 8 times 15 times 16 times 23 times 42, your answer will reveal itself. Well, I'm sure these two killer episodes will keep you busy for weeks on end. Thanks for all the spoilers and theories in the podcast. Bye. P.S. The writers of the show must be listening to your podcast. I was annoyed to find out that the picture of Desmond and his girlfriend was not the adoption lady. The lost writers seem to be... Doing. Okay. Apologize. He's got See, D-O-I-N. Matt? Typo. That's all right. Hey, Matt, <laughs> don't, feel, ra- don't feel bad, Matt. If you only saw some of my, some of my unproofread emails. I most only had to proofread my... Script from I even checked my name to make sure it was spelled right. Okay, at least uh, it wasn't step on me. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a very, very, very bad okay. inside joke. Okay, so I was very annoyed Did to I just find say that? you so send that. Wow, was very annoyed to find out that the picture of Desmond and his girlfriend was not the adoption lady. The lost writer seemed to be doing the exact opposite of everyone's theories. I agree. They have been listening to our podcast. They knew about my Thomas theory, and they changed the plot. And I was, I was annoyed as well. So anyway. the adoption lady was Rachel's theory. Yeah, it was. That's right. But the thing is, is that but that it this, was Cliff thinks this is his show, and he tries to claim everything for himself. You know, I'm so egotistical. I'm an egomaniac, and and uh, you, you give you give it mid season three mid season three i will be so famous my head won't mike do checks mike do checks theory will be glyphs all his own <laughs> <laughs> i love it so we want to say thank you to those who have donated to our show for the month of may using the paypal button on our site at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com you want to y- tell us who those are cliff yes james l sally a vicky s Dina S and Michelle W. I wonder if Vicky S and Dina S are related. Probably not. No, because one is Sherman and one is Scott. But I won't say which one is which. But anyway, <laughs> it was 
It was the generous financial support of these five individuals who made it possible for us to bring you our weekly Lost podcast during this month of May 2006. Absolutely. And once again, I'd like to mention to you that this particular episode of Generally Speaking has been sponsored by AllStarFigures.com, where you can now pre-order your official Lost figurines. And on that note, I also need to ask that if you do pre-order your lost figurines from allstarfigures.com do us a huge favor and in the comment section of your purchase please put down just the two words generally speaking okay make it three words generally speaking podcast and what that will do is it it will allow uh, our sponsor to see the response that they are getting from their sponsorship on this show and I will tell you it makes a huge difference for Stephanie and I uh, to maintain this sponsorship and to gain other sponsors uh, if you have something that you would like to uh, share with our listeners who are addicted to lost and you would like to talk to us about sponsoring our show you can uh, email us at podcast at ravenscraft.org that's podcast at r-a-v-e-n-s-c-r-a-f-t dot o-r-g and don't forget to check out our lost forum which i've just recently added a link to our main splash page so i don't have to tell you to go to ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum although you could but now you just need to go to generally speaking podcast.com and there's a link right at the bottom that says lost for him so uh we made it a little bit easier and uh until next time let's Let's stay stay lost. lost you have been listening to the weekly lost edition of the generally speaking podcast network you can make our show even better with your feedback call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions and please start with your name and where you're calling from if you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast simply click on the paypal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com join us next week for another edition of generally speaking thanks for listening